When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you're dead. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Well, happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to a special taped edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. John Schmelk, Paul Dettino, Lance Meadow, Jeff Fiegels, the fearsome foursome with you. And as I said earlier in the week, folks, the Giants were kind enough. Mr. Mara decided to close the office on Friday to give everybody one last reprieve until we have our four-and-a-half-month sprint to the end of the regular season. Hopefully more than that if it's a playoff situation. And so we decided to tape a show today. So you had some content, and we figured, well, you know what? Let's do some predictions because that way we won't take a t- we're not going to take any calls. Obviously, we'll have a chance for you guys to do your bold predictions next week. We already have a bunch of them, but we'll have a chance to do more next week. But this will be a good time for us to do our NFC East and NFL predictions right here on Big Blue Kickoff Live. So, how we usually do this every year, folks, for the NFC East to kind of rank the teams. What we'll do is do a ranking of each team by position. So. You have each position group will be ranked one through four for each team. The team with the best group will get four points in that position group. The team with the worst group of talent in that position group will get only one point. Then we add up at the end of our thing here, and we find out where the teams stand in terms of rankings. The way I've divvied out the position groups, I wanted to do five on offense, five on defense, and then one on special teams. So I have quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, O-line, And then defense, I have defensive tackles, edge players, inside linebackers, cornerbacks, safeties. And then I have, I can't have, not have a special teams category when Jeff Fiegel's Mm -hmm. here. And you know what? I didn't even put this down there. Think I should put a coaching category in there? Do you think I should do that or no? Or is that too subjective? We could get to it if we have time, yeah. I don't know that I would do it because there's so much unknown. Fair enough. I agree. All right. So we we will leave coaching category out of it. All right. So let's get started here. Um, we'll each have our own rankings. We'll see where each one of us come out um, in terms of these teams. Uh, let's start with quarterback, and I'll go first here because I think this is actually at least a first. I think this is fairly easy at the top. So I'm going to go uh, Dak Prescott as number one at four. And then I actually think it's complicated. Um, you know, we've talked about Jalen Hurts, but I think given his running ability and his durability and his leadership and all his intangibles, I will put him second in this group at three. 
And then I think it's honestly pretty close between Daniel Jones and Carson Wentz. But given we've seen Carson Wentz fail in a couple different spots, I think given what's around him this year, I think he's in a bit of a tough spot. So I'm going to put Daniel Jones with two points in this group with the Giants, especially since they have Tyrod Taylor as the backup. And then I will put Washington at one with Carson Wentz. Lance, why don't we go to you? Mm-hmm. Well, Dak Prescott is by far the best quarterback in the division. I don't think it's close. So regardless of what Dallas has behind Dak Prescott, I'd put the Cowboys first regardless of the state of the conversation. I'll put Philly behind Dallas because I think Gardner Minshew is one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL. And we're looking at the position group as a whole, let's keep in mind. We're not just necessarily looking as the starter. And then I'm going to put Washington ahead of the Giants, mainly because Carson Wentz, as much as he gets criticized for having his ups and downs, guys, he had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions last season. And I understand that Indy just missed the playoffs, but they just missed the playoffs, meaning they were in the thick of things for a majority of the season. Let's not forget what he did in Philadelphia. He helped that team go to the Super Bowl in his second year. I consider everything on the resume. I don't just look at one year bringing a quarterback down, whereas Daniel Jones obviously had his trouble staying healthy and has had his fair share of question marks. Let's also not forget Taylor Heineke is backing up Carson Wentz, and he has a number of years in the NFL. So I have Dallas, Philly, Washington, followed by the Giants. All right, Paul's struggling over here, so I'm going <laughs> to give Jeff a chance. He's well, like trying to fix his computer. I don't know what he's doing, so okay. I'm going to go to Jeff here. Jeff, what do you got? Another struggle for Paul on yes. days. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm actually right in line with Lance. I have them all written down here as uh, Dak and then Hurts, Wentz, and Jones, and I, I go along with a lot of the stuff that he just said. I do, I do think that the, uh, you know, when you look at Washington and their depth at quarterback, I think that the Giants have a little bit of better depth with Tyrod Taylor. However, I still give Carson Wentz the nod over Jones, and that's why I'm, I'm putting him before Jones. Yeah, and just just, just so I could be clear, uh, that that is that is a projection with Jones over Wentz. Obviously, Jones has not had the years uh, sure. that Wentz has had in the league. Paulie Dots, how do you go four through one here? Well, you got to go for Dallas being number one. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But see, th- this is where it gets a little a little testy for me because you know I'm not a Hurts guy, um, never have been, won't be. So he's going to be number four for me. Um, it comes down to Wentz or Jones. And because I like the Giants' backup better in Taylor, and this is the quarterback position, it's not the starter, I'll go Giants number two, Washington three, Philly four. Okay, let's jump to the running back position here, guys. we got a lot to do, so we're going to try to go through these pretty quickly. Running back's interesting because it's no longer a one-player conversation here. So my initial instinct was to say, all right, Saquon Barkley and the Giants are going to be one, right? Because Saquon Barkley's the best running back. But the unit. Then you look at the Eagles' large cabal of running backs. You the look unit. at Zeke with Tony Pollard. Well, that's a pretty good unit. You look at Antonio Gibson plus J.D. McKissick, plus Brian Robinson. God willing, he gets back and is able to play this year. Good for him, by the way. They didn't even put him on IR, Brian Robinson. Must be ready. So hopefully he has a chance to come back within a month or so. That would be great for that kid. God bless him. That's crazy. They said a bullet, by the way. Went through his knee, right? Went through his knee, but there was no structural damage. Wow, Because it missed the joint. That's what had happened. Do you know how lucky you have to be to have a bullet go through your knee with all that crap in there and to not have any structural damage? Jeez. Anyway, I just thought that was amazing. That was amazing. Um, So, you know what? Do one of you guys want to go first here? Because I'm still struggling a little bit with my numbers here. So, so somebody else want to go first? <laughs> I'll well, go if you want. Go ahead, Lance. Go ahead, you, want yes. yeah. Yeah. you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead, Lance. 
I have Dallas as number one. I don't think there's a better one-two punch in this division than Zeke and Tony mm-hmm. Pollard. And remember, Pollard emerged last season, and I expect him to have even a larger role this year within Kellen Moore's offense because he's probably one of the best receiving running backs you're going to find in the league, and he's also a great special teamer. So all of that skill set, to me, gets considered when you evaluate the running back position. So Dallas is number one. Then for number two, I'll go with Philadelphia. The Eagles just have a lot of versatility. They may not have one guy in particular who's going to dominate a game, and Miles Sanders has had some issues with injuries, but we know what Boston Scott could do, especially against the Giants, and Kenneth Gainwell has had some flashes here or there. So I think Philadelphia overall as a group, they can get by because they could choose one of those three and still feel good that they have a solid rushing attack. Plus, here's the other thing, guys. Jalen Hurts, to me, is part of the run game for Philadelphia. So That's I the question. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, no, but I that consider counts, him. No, no, but he's not on the running back room. We're talking about talent. No, at I, the I know back that, position. but but once again, I consider that in terms of when I'm looking at the group overall and what they you could can do. consider it. But John's not. He said that's it's fine. The but I'm going to consider it, Paul. So if you want to have a sleepless oh, night tonight, God. that's fine. I'm going to consider <laughs> it. Okay. I could I'm just making crap. my opinion clear. You you can roll around the bed and switch pillows all you want because Lance Meadow <laughs> considered Jalen Hurts a part of the Eagles rushing attack. I'm sure the audience over Labor Day. Can ponder that as a result. Trust me, Lance, it does not matter to me. Well, that's fine. I'm still making my opinion felt on this program. So Philadelphia is number two as a result. Then I think it gets tough. I do think I'll put the Giants number three because I think they did help their cause with the backup situation. Matt Breed is a veteran guy. Antonio Williams was on the practice squad last year. I think he is an intriguing option. And Saquon's two years removed from the torn ACL. So I'll give the Giants the slight edge over Washington because Brian Robinson, unfortunately, was in that incident off the field, has yet to play an NFL snap. J.D. McKissick, I like as a third down back. And Antonio Gibson's dealt with his fair share of injuries. So a little bit of a question mark with respect to Washington. All right, I'll follow up there. I'm going to go Dallas 1. I did not have them 1 initially. I've kind of convinced myself based on the two guys. I think Tony Power is really good. I'll put the Giants at number 2, though. I just don't think Philadelphia has a guy I would even consider and close to a very good back even. I think they have a bunch of guys that are just okay. And I think Saquon Barkley's potential greatness, even with the injury possibility, puts the Giants at number two there. I'll put the Eagles at three, and I'll put then Washington uh, last at number four. Jeff, what do you got? Well, the Cowboys, I mean, if you look at Pollard, he could be a starter on any other team, right? I mm-hmm. mean, so I figure yep. those are two really – so I think hands down the best rushing attack in the NFC. No, I should say this too, Jeff. In fairness, yep. Ze- Zeke is not the guy he used to be. No, exactly. But they are. But both of them could are starters in a, in a sense. Yes, he, you know, either one of them could leave and be a starter somewhere. I, I actually like Washington as their their running game. It's always been very, I think, consistent. I think McKissick is a guy that's is is really he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Everything. I know we're talking about rushing here, but uh, I think the receiving category is really good for there. And then. I had a problem with this one. Giants, Eagles, Eagles, Giants. Where do I put them? I'm going to put Giants as third uh, just for the fact that because the Eagles, to me, are stale. I think all those guys are still. I mean, we know who they are. We kind of know what they're going to give us. Um, and I'm with Lance a little bit. I think that Jalen Hurts includes – I'm not going to include him in the argument, but I'm saying that he is part of that running game. But I think that I think the, the Giants, with a healthy Saquon – um, and some of those nice backups, even the young guys, I think they, they get the nodable over the Eagles for me. So Cowboys, Washington's, Giants, Eagles. Paul, how about you? John, I'm with you. I'm going Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Washington. 
Uh, that would be my four. Your reasons were all valid. I, I think that Saquon Barkley is is going to have a similar season to what he did as a rookie when he was just absolutely spectacular. Yeah. And, and as long as he doesn't step on anybody's foots after incomplete Exactly. <laughs> and and as long as he's able to do that, it's impossible to put the Giants any lower than number two. In and this. how many people have you been, uh, guys have asked you about the fantasy draft and how good Saquon. I had two people yesterday. Hey, we had our draft the other night. I got Saquon. Is he going to be good? I'm like, well, answer your own question. Jeff, He's anybody <laughs> who knows me knows not to ask me a fantasy question. Oh, uh, well, I'm okay. Okay. Jeff, well, shouldn't they have asked you that before they went into the draft? Yes, well, no, they were just, they were, the I guess they wanted some, you know, some confirmation that they did gotcha. well. I mean, like, well, of course you did. I mean, the guy is healthy. He's going to be the workhorse on this team. It's good. So, you know, it's just health is a problem, you know, and that's uh, hopefully it's not. All right, let's go to the wide receiver position. Paul, you want to lead us off on this one? You've had to go last on the last two. Uh, you know what? I think wide receiver-wise, oh, man. See, Dallas has those injuries. Otherwise, you would want to rank them higher. But but I just I just don't like that situation for them. Believe it or not, I'm, I'm going to go Giants, number one. Well, Paul, what? what? <laughs> okay, let him go. Let him go. Hey, John, you don't let get him go. to pick for us. I'm, I'm explain, please. Well, How? Well, <laughs> Philly just traded Rager, right? How about AJ Brown? Hold on a second. How about Smith? How about fine? I mean, you guys can pick. Okay. Them. No, no. I'm just <laughs> no. I'm go ahead. You. Finish. Go ahead. I'm waiting for explanation. <laughs> uh, I'm a big. I'm still a Slayton guy. He may not be here, but as long as he's here, I like Slayton to rebound. I think Galladay's going to have a thousand yard season. I've been telling you guys that for a month. He may not. He may turn out to be garbage, but. I'm, I'm expecting a comeback from him. I think Robinson's going to be outstanding. I think by the time the Giants... Well, look, we talked about how deep the receiving room was and how hard it was going to be for the Giants to cut guys. Okay? So, I like the deepness of the receiving core here. So, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Giants. Okay. What else you got? Uh, after that, I'll go with Philadelphia. Uh, then I'll follow it with Washington. And I'm going to go with Dallas because they're banged up. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Fee, why don't we go to you? All right. Well, I, I I think the Eagles by far have the best uh, wide receiver room. Um, AJ Brown, Deke Smith. I mean, these guys are they're big playmakers. Devontae um, Smith. Devontae Smith. And then here's the thing with the Giants receivers, Paul. I mean, when you look at the guys that got cut and all, nobody got picked up. So I don't know. And then when you're talking about the Giants receivers in that room, I don't know if they stack up against some of these other guys in the in the NFC East. I like Dallas. I know they're they're beat up, but they still have some some talent over there. And then I'm going to go Washington, and then the Giants last. All right, I'm going to go Philly one as well. I think A.J. Brown and then Devontae Smith is number two. Kind of puts you over the top there. I think A.J. Brown is probably the best receiver in the division. And I don't think Devontae Smith is that far behind him, to be quite honest with you. Number two, I'm going to go Washington. I love – you guys you know me. I love Terry McLaurin. I think he's excellent. I mm-hmm. think right now he's a better wide receiver than CeeDee Lamb. I think if you put – McLaurin with Dallas's offense the last years, he puts up better numbers than CeeDee Lamb does. So, then with Jahan Donson as their number two, I'm going Washington number two here. Mm-hmm. I'll put Dallas at three. If Michael Gallup was healthy to start the year, I'd probably have them at number two on this list because I think Michael Gallup is very good, but he's not healthy right now, and he's coming off of an ACL. And we haven't seen CeeDee Lamb have to be a number one receiver without Amari Cooper there either. So, I think I have real questions good about point. that. And then... I, I think the reason I have the Giants last is, is quite frankly, like if you rank the top wide receivers in the division, 
you get through four or five guys before you get to the first Giants receiver. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just why, again, there's a lot of questions. There's potential guys could be really good, but I haven't seen it in the last couple of seasons. So that's why I have them uh, less than my And rankings. I may add, John, that's 100% fair. Every single one of these Giants guys, if they ball out and do what they're capable of, they could be the best receiver oh, yeah. in the Kenny, division. If Kenny Galladay has a, like a Pete Kenny Galladay year, then and you can Darius have And if Kadarius Tony can actually play a season. Well, correct. Yes, you know? Yes. So I get it. Right. This, this Giants wide receiver core could be the best in the division. It could be the worst in the division. I don't disagree with you guys. Fair enough. Okay? I don't. But I'm willing to roll the dice and say they're going to play well and they're going to be healthy enough, and I think they could max out. Cool. All right, Lance, how about you wide receiver? I have Philly number one, A.J. Brown. The addition to that group I think makes them extremely dangerous than they've been in previous years. Devontae Smith's coming into year two. And another name that hasn't been brought up who I think is an extremely underrated guy is Kez Watkins, their sixth-round pick, 2020. I think he could be due for a breakout campaign. They're very high on him. So those three guys, all of a sudden, completely different than how we viewed Philadelphia last season. And just for the record, Jalen Hurts I do not consider part of the Eagles' (laughs) receiver. Core because I know there's some people part of this panel who are a little bit concerned. Yeah, but anyway. he is part of the passing game, and that should be a knock on them. Okay, well, you could downgrade as a result of that. We know where you stand. I have Dallas number two. C.D. Lamb, once again, has not maybe stepped up in the number one role, but I think we've seen enough that he certainly is a dangerous wide receiver. I also don't think the Cowboys are getting enough credit for some of their complimentary guys who have been in the system. Noah Brown, for example, has been there for many years. He could be an insurance policy in the event that Gallup is not ready to go. Jalen Tolbert is an intriguing rookie. Uh, I like him. I like him. Simi Fajoko is another guy who was on the team last year that they're also very high on based on what he's done in camp. So, you know, just like these other teams, there's intrigue there, but Lamb and Gallup have been proven commodities. It's just a question of Gallup's health and whether or not also Lamb could hold up because, remember, he's dealt with some injuries. I still give them the slight edge over the Giants group because the Giants group, I think there's some individuals that are intriguing. Are you putting the Giants at three then, Lance? I am putting the Giants as three. Got it. Yeah, because I think with Sterling Shepard and Wandell Robinson and Kadarius Toney and Galladay, one of those guys at least is due to have a very strong season and hopefully stay on the field. And as a group, I like the upside more so than Washington. My problem with Washington is McLaurin's fine, but Curtis Samuel cannot stay healthy. And until he proves to do that, it's hard to rely on him. Jahan Dotson has yet to play one snap. Deami Brown didn't do much of anything as a rookie last year because he also couldn't stay healthy. I just think there's a lot of question marks within that depth chart in Washington. So it's hard for me at this point to elevate them over the Giants. Fair enough. All right. I do. By the way, I think these are diverging from person to person here more than I've ever seen in these <laughs> rankings every year. No, I'm serious. Yeah. Like everyone's kind of all over the place, and I love that. It's fantastic. That's good. Well, I think John, part of it is because uh, are you going to do this based on proven track record or on possible well, expectations? Well, I, I think we're doing what we expect them to do this year, Pro- right? Well, mm-hmm. yeah. And proven track record, the Eagles have the best receiving core right. in the division. That's if if you're willing to lean on proven track record. I don't well, in terms that. of individuals. Paul, as a group, I wouldn't necessarily say that. They were not a great receiving core last year. Well, the year they, they have the one guy with the best proven right. track record. Sure, AJ but Brown. that's why I said right. from an individual standpoint. And even Devontae standpoint. Smith, who I don't care for, has has put up. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He's put up. He, he was fine last year. Hey, Jeff, are you willing to lead us off on tight ends here? Sure. Oh, go ahead. That's no problem. Go ahead. Um, so this is uh, 
I'm going to go from last to first. How about that? I'll uh, change it up a little bit. You can do whatever you want. All right. So, I, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> listen, uh, the Giants are, are dead last in this category. Um, obviously, Bellinger is going to be an upgrade from whoever is there this year. I mean, there, there's nobody there. So, I mean, he's had a good camp. <laughs> I don't know. nobody there. There's really uh, – behind him, I don't know. You know. So, he's I, an upgrade over no one. Then, he, Jeff, that's what I'm saying. Talking. I mean, okay, he's your yeah. upgrade. Um, so, that's why he's dead last. Washington, you got Logan Thomas, John Bates, those two guys. Logan Thomas had an outstanding year. Um, he has he has really done well at that position. And I think that they're they're second to last. I'm going to put the Eagles at second. Uh, Goddard is as good as it gets. And then Dallas has Schultz. Um, that group has always been strong for as long as we know the Cowboys. They've always been very, very strong at the tight end position. Yeah, so. you know, I'm going to go very quickly. I agree with everything Jeff said. For once, the Eagles do not have that huge stable of tight ends where they're automatically number one, which they've been for a long time. I think Dalton Schultz is the best tight end in the division. And uh, they have Paul's guy backing him up, Jake Ferguson out of Wisconsin. So I had to bring him up for Paulie Dot. So thank I'm, you, thank you. My ranking with Jeff is completely the same, so I'm not going to waste my time going into why because I agree with Jeff. Paul, how and about you? I would like to ditto both of you guys on this one. I, I think this may be the one position other than potentially special teams. Hold where on, we will Lance all agree. has to go. I Hold on. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's yes. going to agree on this one. Lance, on. what do you got? Well, I think what's interesting about the tight end position is none of these teams have overwhelming depth. All of these teams, right. if you Just look, the number. backups are guys that were either drafted last year or drafted this year. So no one really goes two, three deep at all. You're really comparing the starting tight ends. Yeah. Dalton Schultz, to me, is probably the most reliable guy, given Goddard's been a little bit banged up. I'll put Goddard, too, but it's close. I agree with Jeff. Logan Thomas, to me, has been probably one of the most underrated tight ends in the league. He was hurt last year. Yeah, it's healthy. But when healthy, yeah. Thomas is extremely dangerous. So you can make an argument, Logan Thomas fully healthy, probably is number two, and but he's given he's coming off the injury. He's ACL, right? Is he ACL or is he Achilles? He's one or the other, I think. Yeah, I can't remember. I think it may have been ACL, he but also he did miss the bulk of last year. And he year. also has a concussion history, too. Yes. So you add all of that up, much more of a question mark than Goddard, and then clearly the Giants have no oh, proven wow. commodities in that group. By the way, breaking news. So I guess I'm giving the, the, the store away here. We're recording this on Thursday morning. <laughs> Russell Wilson <laughs> and the Broncos just agreed to a five-year $245 million contract. That's $45 million a year. Who was that? No, I'm sorry. That's $49 million a year. My math was bad. The $49 million a year. Whew. I mean, I know Paul loves this. He's Paul so, loves the high quarterback salaries, well, and they keep going up and up, and, and Paul and, loves every minute of it. And can we forget he's been sacked like a gazillion times in Seattle well, before he even yeah, steps on healthy, the field though. with the Broncos? Oh, no, no. no I, I think are you making the point that he gets sacked too much or he might be banged up. No, what I'm saying is at some point in time, that gas tank's going to go dry. Right. He he's been ba- beaten to a no. pulp well, He's got a lot of money to put in it now. And he's, <laughs> yeah, he does. That's a, he's that's not worried a, about the, the cost of gas, I'll tell you that. He doesn't care what gas costs. No, not at all. Russ is not worried about the price of the pump. I think he'll be okay. Um, Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Lance, why don't you lead us off with the offensive line? Philadelphia has the best offensive line in this division. Uh, normally, we'd probably give that label to Dallas, but the Eagles group, they're pretty much bringing back the group from last year. Maybe in the league, by the way, yeah, Lance. Yeah. <laughs> of course, absolutely. And Jordan Mailata has been probably one of the most pleasant surprises. He's now a staple at left tackle. There's oh a guy gosh, that was a rugby yeah. player prior to coming to the NFL. Kelsey's still in the mix. Uh, Landon Dickerson was their second-round pick. 
You got Isaac Sayamalu healthy now and Lane Johnson at right tackle. So I think the Eagles are in the best shape. Also, let's not forget, Cam Jurgens is a backup for them who they just drafted. And Andre Dillard, who clearly has been a disappointment. But you know what? To have him be a backup swing tackle, not necessarily a bad situation. So all in all, the Eagles, to me, number one. After that, I think it gets interesting. I know the Cowboys lost Tyron Smith. Maybe they bring in Jason Peters. There's some rumors as we're recording this that maybe he's a guy that's going to come in. And Tyler Smith, they drafted number one. But you still have Zach Martin. You have... Terrence Steele, who also has been, once again, another one of those pleasant surprises at tackle. And Connor McGovern and Tyler Biotish have also been on the offensive line. So it's not as if, you know, they're bringing in a completely new group. It's just the Tyron Smith question. I'll still give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll put them at number two. I'll bring in the Giants at number three. A lot of new faces, but clearly upgrades compared to what they were working with last season. But we still need to see what this group can do together. They haven't been on the field, and left guard still remains a question because we don't know who's going to start week one with Shane Lemieux on IR. And then Washington comes in at four because Washington has sort of been a piecemeal group. And I like the addition of Andrew Norwell, but... You don't have Brandon Sheriff there anymore, and he's been that one reliable guy, and we don't know what life is going to look like without him, regardless of Trey Turner being a veteran, but he's moved around with a lot of teams. So I've got Philly, Dallas, Giants, and Washington. I'm going to disagree on one thing, Lance, otherwise we're on the same page. And I think this shows the way the tides are shifting in the division a little bit. I have the Giants ranked ahead of Dallas on the offensive line now. You look at that Dallas offensive line, if they start Tyler Smith week one at left tackle, mark my words, that's going to be a disaster. Not that he doesn't have talent. I think he would be a dynamite guard. We talked about him in the draft process. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought he was a guard. And maybe he could become a tackle, but it would take time. Mm -hmm. And you know what? You don't, yes, sir. And you know what? Week one, he didn't have time. He didn't work. He worked at tackle a little bit in the spring. He played every snap during the summer and in preseason games at guard. He didn't even play tackle. So if they do bring in Jason Peters and start him at left tackle, even at 40 years old, maybe that you know jiggers my rankings a little bit. But as per this recording, Tyler Smith is your starting left tackle. Good luck. I've talked about how Evan Neal is going to have a rough start as a rookie. He was the seventh overall pick. He was from Alabama. They're throwing a kid out there from Tulsa that's raw as your starting left tackle in week one. Then you throw in Connor McGovern. They tried to give him the left guard job last year for Connor Williams. They had to yank him because he was not good enough. So they had to put Connor Williams back in. Biotish is fine at center. Terrence Steele is eh, whatever at right tackle. The only guy you feel good about on this line legitimately is Zach Martin. So you know what? The Giants have questions. I like Andrew Thomas. I like Mark Lewinsky. I like Evan Neal better than I like Tyler Smith. Mm -hmm. And uh, Feliciano I probably like better than Biotis, or at least on the same level. So, yeah, I, I got the Giants at two here. Jeff, how about you? Wow. Uh, good points. I, I think um, I have – I'm changing my pick here. Um, first of all <laughs> – Ooh, did, no, I, did no, because, I convince you, Jeff? Well, a little bit, and it hey, makes hey, sense. Hey. But, I listen, I did have – you know, Neil is unproven, but he's, he's a number one draft pick. Okay, guys, we know he's going to pan out. Eventually he's going to be a very good player. Um, Thomas, we already know, is going is a good player. I think Lewinsky matches up against any of those, any of those players that you mentioned on Dallas. Um, and I, with the exception maybe with Zach Martin, but I think that Lewinsky is just, you know, he's not an all-pro, but he's a steady player. So that's three-fifths of my offensive line. I'm comparing it to the Cowboys. I think at this juncture, 
I, I'm going to agree with you. And this is amazing to me, but I'm going to do that. No, so, Jeff, I'm telling you, I sat here this morning. I got here early to do these rankings, and I'm like, I can't believe I'm, I'm going to do this. Because well, that was my, we've that been was doing my, this for 10 years. We've never had the Giants ranked ahead of Dallas never, on the offensive line. Never, Not once. Never. Well, and I think it all goes with a lot of what's happening in this NFC East. And, you know, again, this division is changing right before our eyes. And, you know, hopefully for the good for the Giants. I'll and, tell you. If, uh, Jeff, if I didn't know any better, I thought Jerry Jones was like, like purposely sabotaging Mike McCarthy so he could fire him for Sean Payton after the year. <laughs> By drafting Tyler Smith to Tulsa? No, you mean? no, no. I think Tyler Smith's going to be a, a good alignment, but to, to put him as your starting left tackle week one? Yeah. yeah. To quote okay. the great Bob Usler at WFN, that's sabotage. <laughs> well, that's why I think they're bringing in a veteran because yeah. I, I don't think yeah. that's going to pan out the entire season. I, I think, think he may not. start there and then they may make a change. And, and Jason Peters at 40 was actually still okay last year with the Bears. It wasn't good, but he was okay. Right. Serviceable. Yeah. yeah. But I will put uh, I will put the Cowboys ahead of Washington for that third slot yeah. and then keep Washington at fourth. Paul, I imagine you're probably with me and Jeff on this. Yeah, right? I, actually, it's funny because when you mentioned that, I, I thought that the the one item where I picked the Giants maybe higher than the rest of you guys might be on the offensive line. I didn't necessarily think that everybody was going to see the way that I did that the Cowboys are really hurting. That was receiver, it turned out to be. <laughs> exactly. As it turned out, you guys gave me grief on the receiving core, and you're not giving me grief on the offensive line because we do see the Giants as the number two in the division, which by far, I don't think in my wildest dreams – when I first sat down to just think about it for a minute, I was like, is it really possible? And yeah, by the it is way, possible. I don't, think it any, is. I don't think any of us think the Giants have a top 10 offensive line in the league. I think no. we're just seeing the quality of the lines in the division fall back. I would bit. concur. Except and, for and Philly, if, which is still fantastic. And if the Giants line at least becomes somewhat gelled this season in their first year together, I think they could easily be middle of the pack. And it's funny, you know what? You know what actually really made me change my mind on Dallas. I was we're doing work on this last night too, and I like to listen to the people that cover the team. So I found this little interview with Nate Newton, and yeah. they asked him about the Cowboys' offensive line. He does a little work for the, their TV the kitchen. and stuff like that. Nate and Newton was the kitchen. I didn't, I didn't remember that was his nickname. Interesting, because um, he looked like a kitchen. Yes, yeah, he was about the size of a kitchen. Yeah, because he ate the whole kitchen, and he for about ten minutes laid into this offensive line group and how they've been coaching them and just like and I listened to him and I'm like oh my gosh if Nate Newton's saying this it's probably really bad wow and that and that was one of the motivating factors of it to be honest with you wow all right let, let's go to the defense on to pick up the pace here because we have our NFL predictions too we got to get to okay uh let's go to interior defensive line uh I'll go first here I'll be pretty quick I think these were fairly simple though I did put a tie in here because I couldn't decide. Philly's the best. They just have Fletcher Cox, J Javon Hargrave, and then you yep. have Jeff's favorite player in the whole NFL. Uh, <laughs> big boy! Yeah, the big boy backing him up. So yeah. uh, that, 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 that to me was an easy one. And I'll tell you what, I could not decide who I like better, Washington or the Giants, at two or three. Because I think Leonard Williams and Jonathan Allen are – you know, pretty similar. I think Deron Payne and Dexter Lawrence are pretty similar. I think their depth is pretty similar. So I gave them a tie at two and a half points each, and I put Dallas last at one point. Jeff, I'll give you a chance to talk about your guy in Philadelphia. <laughs> well, well I, I want to make sure now we're allowed to do a tie yeah, there. we can do a tie. Oh, that's sure. cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Thank well, you. I, okay, so I will tell you that I like, obviously, for everything you said about Philly, my big boy. So remember, my infatuation 
last year was Kyle Pitts. Um, this year is my big guy from Georgia. So I, I'm going to I'm gonna keep with them. I think they're first, okay? And then I think I'm going to go with Washington just a little bit above uh, the Giants, okay? Just a little bit. It's not close, much. though. That is yeah. close. Whew. But I'm not going to do any ties on mine, so I'm just going to put them ahead of them. Okay. And, then, and then Giants, I will go third. And then, of course, the Cowboys. Uh, love how Cowboy, we're ranking Cowboys a lot of – deepness in this thing love it okay i'm going they're going last <laughs> well it's funny like jeff I'm, I'm looking at your rankings and you have a lot of fours for dallas but you have like ones and twos for dallas too like they're either really good at spots or, or they're yeah. bad so well, i think their defense is going to take a little bit of hit because of the injuries over there and the guys that they've lost so that's you know okay we'll see. So, you, so you have washington as the second best and giants as the third best that's right? correct all right Paul, what do you got yeah, actually, I, I was going to go with uh, what, what Jeff just said a second ago. I do think that based on proven track record, you're probably going to get a little bit more pass rush push. Now, Dexter Lawrence may improve on that, and it may wind up being the Giants are better. But right now, I'm going to give a slight edge to Washington in the number two spot. Okay. And that's where I'll sit. Lance? Remember, the loss of Dalvin Tomlinson has yet to be fully patched up based on their struggles last season. I understand it's a new scheme this year, but you know we have yet to see a regular season game. So until that gets answered, I think that's certainly a looming question. Plus, Leonard Williams, he's more of a pseudo guy inside-outside. So I'm looking more at Dexter, Justin Ellis, Nick Williams, those guys for the Giants, as opposed to maybe putting Leonard in that group. But with that being said, Philadelphia, clearly their backups could be starters for other teams. So the Eagles are number one. Washington invested all those first-round picks. And when those guys are healthy, I think they're dangerous. They did lose Matt Ioannidis, so I think Washington takes a slight hit because Ioannidis would be in that group. He went to Carolina. But Allen and Payne have been at least consistent enough going back to 17 and 18, respectively, that you feel good about those guys. I'll give the Giants the slight edge over the Cowboys because Dallas has a lot of youth at that position. And Neville Gallimore and Oso Digizua, those are guys that came in the league in the last two years. Tristan Hill, to me, an underrated guy. He's just also dealt with injuries. So they don't have necessarily the sexiness of some of the other teams. As a group, maybe they're more dangerous as the individual parts. But considering the Giants have a little bit more veteran experience, I'll give them the edge over Dallas. All right, and l let's go to the edge guys. And I was a complete coward on this, and you guys can make fun of me if you want. I think this group is really hard to parse from team to team. I think it's really, really close. I gave them all ties. I have them all two and a half. <laughs> I know I sat here for twenty minutes and I couldn't. This, I was moving teams around mm. and I couldn't figure it out. You know, if Chase Young was healthy, I would have Washington at number one. Chase Young's not healthy. He's starting the year on uh, pup. You know, and Fletcher Cox is coming off a major in uh, injury, and you know, Josh Sweat and Derek Barnett—they're fine depth-wise, but this isn't the. Philadelphia edge rush groups we used to have. You know, Dallas doesn't have Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence anymore. They only have Demarcus Lawrence, right? And then what? Right. Dorrance Armstrong, you know, Michael, well, Michael Parsons. You know, but he's not, he's an inside linebacker. He's not an edge player. So well, the way he's used, though, you could argue. He's still that. used as a linebacker more. So if, if he wasn't used there at all, I would have Dallas and last in this group. But he is used there a little bit. So that pumped them up just a wee bit. And then you have the Giants who have. Two young guys that haven't proven much yet, but Ojolari and Thibodeau, who are good, I just don't know. So I took the coward's way out. I have ever, I have them all tied at two and a half because I think they're all pretty darn close. Lance, how about you? Well, I don't believe in ties at anything. I hated the fact that the NFL has ties, so I will never go tie based on that principle. This is my interpretation of this question because 
edge rushers to me could be linebackers slash defensive ends. Yeah, sure, so absolutely. if a guy can cross over, I'm going to include him in this group. Philadelphia, I think, has overall depth compared to anybody else. Because remember, Derek Barnett is a guy that's going to get a lot of snaps. And he, to me, could maybe even play more than Josh Sweat when it's all said and done. And Brandon Graham, Taron Jackson is a sixth-round pick who probably is going to get an opportunity as well. They love to rotate guys. So overall group, Philadelphia is number one. Dallas, to me, is number two because I do include Parsons in that group. Demarcus Lawrence has been a staple there. So those two guys, and Dan Quinn, remember, the big reason why the Dallas defense played well last year is because Parsons was put in that position to make up for Randy Gregory and when Lawrence was banged up. Quinn could have just kept him at linebacker. He decided to move him around. So I don't think he's going to abandon ship with respect to that. Remember, they also brought in Dante Fowler, let's not forget, the veteran who was with him in Atlanta. So there's some options there. Then after that, it gets interesting. You mentioned Chase Young is hurt. So that downgrades Washington. They still have Montez Sweat behind Montez Sweat and Chase Young. They don't have an awful lot, so I'll give the Giants the edge. But remember, Giants have youth. Kayvon Thibodeau has not played one snap. Aziz Ojolari we've only seen for one year. The group overall, though, I think looks much more promising than Washington. So Giants three, Washington four. Paul? Yeah, there's a lot of, of different angles on this, whether it's projection, whether it's proven track record. You got the injury troubles. You got how do you play in the different positions. So to me, I don't know that there's anybody that can criticize anybody's order on any no, of these. Agreed, agreed. Because the logic is just coming from so many different angles. I'll simply go Giants, Dallas, Washington, Philly in that order. But again, it's just so complex and convoluted. So Philly last, okay? Yeah. How about you, Jeff? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. This is a tough one because there's there's all kinds of moving parts in this. Guys have had their hand in the dirt. Guys have rushed. Yeah. So I, I listen. I, I think Philly by far is number one in my opinion. Um, I Dallas and Giant, the Dallas and Washington. I'm going to put Dallas above Washington because I I really think that Micah Parsons. Uh, in fact, we're going to get to the MVP stuff. I I I just love this kid. Um, I think this guy is 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 going to be outstanding in his second year. He that's was what you call a tease in the business. Yes, though. that's exactly right. So uh, I will go, gentlemen. Philly one, uh, depth, lots of different options mm-hmm. there. Dallas number two because of Parsons, and then. This is where if I had to do a tie, I'm not going to. I would probably put Washington Giants as a tie, but I'm going to put Washington just a slight ahead because of the inexperience at the defensive uh, edge rusher position for the Giants. Okay, I'll go inside linebacker very quickly. I think, you know, because of the presence of Micah Parsons here, Dallas is obviously number one. Um, And frankly, I just think Blake Martinez is is a better player than the inside linebackers on, on Philly and on Washington. So I'm going to go Dallas 1, Giants 2, uh, Philly 3, and Washington last because, you know, Jamin Davis, we just haven't seen enough from him yet. And the Eagles at least have a couple veterans I think you can trust and the Kobe Dean. So I'll put Philly ahead of Washington. So that's how I'll go. Dallas, Giants, Philly, and Washington. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair too, John. That was the other position where I thought there was a pretty good chance we might all agree on it. Um, yeah, I, I don't see much variation in anything you said. Lance? So we're just doing interior linebackers here? Yep. We're not including the guys on the edge? No. We're doing that separately? Yeah, well, I okay. mean, the edge no, players well, only because, in the edge you know, category that we just did. No, no, I understand that. It's just, once again, it gets complicated because these guys are interchangeable on some of these teams mm-hmm. where, you know, sometimes you see them line up on the line, on the edge, away from the of quarterback. Course. So mm-hmm. I sort of mix them in different groups. But You can do it just, however you want. 
No, I understand. I'm just saying, if we're just talking about the internal guys, then I think Dallas is number one. I'll put Washington on the back iron at last, and then I'll fill in the group with Philly two, Giants three. Yeah, I mean, if you want to call them off-ball linebackers, if that would make it easier on yeah. you, then we yeah. can call them off-ball linebackers. Yeah, yeah. well, easy. and that, to me, further complicates yes. things because off-ball linebackers, you can, once again, have some interchangeable parts. Thanks. Uh, real quickly, I, I think Dallas, number one. I'm going to actually put the Giants in there because of Martinez. And, and I mean, listen, Crowder, uh, he's uh, he's steady, okay? Uh, he's a guy that's, you know, they obviously drafted McPherson to come in and maybe replace him but def- and, and also uh, McFadden. Beavers. McFadden. McFadden and Beavers. But, listen, I'm going to go with Giants at number two. I'll go Philly at three and Washington at four. Perfect. Now let's go cornerback. This is always a very tough spot. Lance, why don't you lead us off with this one? Oh, well, we know where the Giants stand with a lot of questions outside of a Dory Jackson, so I don't think any of the fans should be surprised in terms of where I'm going to put the Giants. Philadelphia is number one. They brought in James Bradbury. They have him opposite Darius Slay. So you're not going to find a more veteran group in the division than what Philadelphia has to offer. The Cowboys, they were an extremely opportunistic group last season. Part of that was obviously the guys up front. But Trayvon Diggs, I I know he has his ups and downs. He had a heck of a season last year, and he's still very much in the fold. And Anthony Brown is a seasoned veteran. And let's not forget Jordan Lewis, who's dealt with injuries, they also still have in the mix. So Dallas, to me, makes a very strong case for number two. After that, I think you got to go to Washington. Now, Washington hasn't necessarily had a strength of the secondary over the years, but veterans, okay? William Jackson III, Kendall Fuller. That's a lot more experience than half the guys on the Giants roster combined. So the Giants, they struggle from inexperience and a lot of question marks in terms of who's going to emerge outside of a Dory Jackson. So it's Philadelphia 1, Dallas 2, Washington 3, Giants 4. I think Philly and Dallas 1 and 2 is very hard to argue with, so I'm not going to. You know, Trayvon Diggs mm-hmm. is good. He gave mm-hmm. up some big plays. but And you talk about Philly, you know, Bradbury on the cheap plus Darius Slay. I mean, you can't really go wrong with that. I have the Giants ahead of Washington because while Washington has more experience, I do think Dory Jackson's the best individual cornerback among those two. And I think having that one really good corner to put on another team's good wide receiver, I think is very helpful. So just the fact that I think Washington is better depth, but the Giants, I think Dory Jackson is the best individual player amongst those two groups. So that for me, put the Giants ahead of Washington there. Um, Philly Cowboys. I will go with Washington over the Giants just for the fact that what you on my notes here, I have depth for Washington is better than the Giants. That's why I put them ahead of the Giants. That's fair. Paul? Yeah, uh, I wound up with Philadelphia, Dallas, and I did go Giants ahead of Washington. You guys know I'm very much enthused about uh, Robinson, and I do think that uh, Darnay Holmes, he's part of that corner group, right? The nickel is part of the corner group. I I think Darnay Holmes is going to be primed for a, a very strong season, so I will take the Giants third. Paul, lead us off with safety. Safety. Uh, that'd be great if my laptop uh, had not freaked okay, out. Okay, so I will go on safety then. As you try to, yeah, Paul's a be a computer technician. It's a, me- it's a mess. Also trying to eat his breakfast at the same time. Yeah, too, but so look it's, at it's this. Very challenging. I got four screens all now crashed at once, John. It, they, they, they're popping up all over the place. It's nuts. Update. My machine isn't going insane. Update. That isn't your new one, is it? No. Oh, okay, good. No, this is why <laughs> I had was, to get a new one. That would have been very bad. Which is still in the box at home right okay, now. Okay, I am going to go with safety <laughs> here. Um, I think, obviously, I think the Giants are actually the easy choice for number one here. Yep. Uh, the NFC East traditionally has not been a very strong safety division, so I'm going to go Giants number one. Uh, I think 
Philadelphia and Dallas are, are both very close for, for number two. I would have put Dallas second and Philly third before the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson trade. But Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's a really good player, and he might be better than any player that Dallas has, though I think J. Ron Curse had a really good year last year. So I'll put those two guys in a tie at two and a half, and then I'll put Washington uh, pulling up the rear there with uh, in last place. Uh, how about you, Mr. Fiegels? Well, I agree with you with the Giants. I think that their depth is good, too, um, even though it's not real, real deep, but I think it's better. Um, I, Philly, I agree with you. I would have put Dallas ahead of them, but Gardner-Johnson, what what a trade. Howie Roseman continues to do things over there that are amazing. Um, and then I put Dallas, and then Washington is last. Lance? I'm going to put Philadelphia number one. I love the addition of C.J. Gardner-Johnson. I think his versatility will complement the cornerbacks. And Marcus Epps is a guy that played some snaps last year. And here's the other thing. Anthony Harris was brought back on the practice squad. I would expect they're going to probably promote him back to the 53-man roster at some point because he was the main starter last year. I was actually surprised they released him. So I'm including Anthony Harris in this equation because, once again, I think he's going to play a lot over the course of the year. I'll put the Giants second. You mentioned J. Ron Curse, probably one of the most underrated guys in the Dallas secondary. He was really a huge ingredient for them last year, and they even still have Malik Hooker in the mix. So those two guys... Could maybe surprise people, but we'll keep him at three. And then Washington, safety's been the Achilles heel for that Washington team probably over the last four years. And even though they have some veterans there, and Cameron Curl could also play the nickel, I have yet to see that group come to fruition. So by default, they get the fourth spot. I've got Dallas as third and Washington as fourth. The problem is where do I go with one and two? I would have been inclined to go Philly one, Giants two. But see, as we're taping this, we don't know if Tony Jefferson's going to be a Giant or not. As we're taping this, if he is going to be a Giant as of Friday when this airs, I'll go Giants 1, if only because I now like the depth of the Giants at safety with him and Love and McKinney. Without him there, Belton as the number 3 is an unproven rookie, missed a lot of training camp due to injury, and so I can't put the Giants one if it's Belton. But if the third safety is Jefferson, I mean, heck, would it would it be a, a stretch to think that Jefferson, because of his connection to Wink Martindale, if he does land with the Giants, that he becomes a starter? That's not a stretch. Uh, if you go three safeties. I don't think he would surplant Love or McKinney. I don't think right at the beginning, but shortly at some point during the season, could he potentially do that because he's Wink, one of Wink's guys? He could. Well, yeah, I don't know how much. I haven't went back and looked at it. I, I, I don't know how much he has left in the tank. You know I don't know I mean? either. So so I'll assume that Jefferson is here for the purposes of this taping, and I'll mm -hmm. go Giants 1. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Okay. Special teams. Jeff, you got to go first with this. All right, I'll go first. Um, I'm going to put the Cowboys first. Uh, really? Remember, yeah, well, here's why. Okay, so I'm, I'm going – listen, I'm going to start with the kicking portion of it first, and then and then I'll segue into the returning. And, I, you know, I don't know much about every single team, especially coming out of training camp this year as far as their squad goes, as their special teams units, if right. you will. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I'm going to 
predicate what I'm about to say. So I think the, uh, the Cowboys are number one. They got Brian Anger, one of the better punters in the league. CeeDee Lamb returning kicks. Um, I'm going to put them at first. And even if it's not CeeDee Lamb, they have that new kid, the uh, Turpin kid, that had those two kickoff returns for touchdowns in the mm-hmm. preseason. He was the MVP from the XFL or the AAF? It was one of the two. I forget which one. Yeah, I thought it was the uh, I thought it was the American so- Association of yeah, yeah. American okay. Football. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, remember I'll, they also have Tony I'll, Pollard too. And Pollard, they've got a, yeah. a slew of guys, you know. So um, and then second, I think I'm going to put the Eagles at second, um, and then I'm going to put the Giants at third, and then Washington at fourth. I mean, Washington, their punter is really good, um, but you know, I'm not. They have good returners too. So you know, what? I'm gonna, I'm going to switch that up. Um, I'm going to actually put Washington ahead of the Eagles. And then uh, the Giants, then watch. Then wait, hold on a second. All right, so Washington second, Eagles third, Giants last. No, Giants. I'm going to put third, and Eagles last. Eagles last. Yeah. Okay. Well, mine are very different than yours, Jeff. <laughs> okay. Um, I have the Cowboys as last here because I don't put as much of an emphasis on the return game, and I don't trust the Cowboys' field goal kicker. Sure. And with with all due respect to the punters, when I look at special teams, what wins and loses games is guys that can make kicks at the end of games. Points. Yeah. Points. And Points Brett Maher is fine, but do you trust Brett Maher in a big spot? Probably not. I don't. <laughs> Bing! So I worry about that. In mm. the same way, I do trust Graham Gano. I think he's probably the best field goal kicker in the division. So I put the Giants at second. I have Philly at first year. They have veterans at both spots. I think they're just very solid. And I'll put Washington as, uh, as third. So I have Philly, Giants, Washington, Dallas. Paul, how about you? I had Philly, Giants, Dallas, Washington. So just a little bit different. See, I bet you all four of us are going to be different on this now. And I thought we might be the same. Lance, how about you? I think it's close. I don't think there's a lot of separation yeah, between agree. these groups. I have Dallas number one. I do put some stock in the return guys. I also, like Jeff said, Cowboys have a very good punter and experienced guy. And Maher has been in the league for the last few seasons. It's not like he's a rookie. And he's been with Dallas. So, you know, it's not like he's working out with some new personnel from that standpoint. And did pretty good when he was with the Saints last year, percentage-wise. Then I'll have Philadelphia number two. The Eagles have had a very good track record over the years, regardless of the coaching staff. Mm -hmm. And they have a variety of return guys. And Jake Elliott is certainly not a bad kicker. Remember, he was the one that hit that long field goal against the Giants a few years back, if you remember, right as time expired. Then I'll put the Giants third. Graham Gano, extremely valuable. Gillens look really good during the preseason. And they have guys that they can explore in the return game. We'll just have to see who holds up durability-wise. And Washington, Jeff referenced, Tress Way probably is one of the best punters in the NFL. I just don't think he has a lot of support around him with the unit, so I'll put them forth. Okay, I will do my totaling on these numbers, and I'll go through them at the end of the show. But mm-hmm. uh, in the meantime, it's just a lot of math. So <laughs> as, as, as I do that math, why don't we do our um, divisional predictions here? Um, we'll start in the NFC East. or do, Actually, why don't we do the NFC East last? Let's start in the AFC. Let's go AFC East first. Anybody here think anyone other than the Buffalo Bills are going to win this division? I guess would be my question. I'm good with Buffalo. As a no. So everyone's in on Buffalo. All right, the AFC North will not be nearly as simple here. I think this is actually really, really tough. I went back and forth. Lance, why don't we start with you? I think the Bengals are going to repeat as division champs. Cleveland has Jacoby Brissett for the bulk of the year. A nice backup, but I don't think he's a X factor that's going to get them over the hump enough so that when Deshaun Watson, if he does return, all of a sudden helps them surge late. Pittsburgh, it's Mitchell Trubisky probably to start. They have Kenny Pickett as an insurance once again. 
not necessarily a huge X-factor at quarterback. And while the Ravens I like with Lamar Jackson, they got banged up in the backfield. We don't know if J.K. Dobbins is going to be ready. Gus Edwards is on pup. And their defense was battled by injuries last season, and they got a new defensive coordinator. So Cincinnati, to me, screams continuity. We know what they could do on offense. Luana Rumo, the former Giants defensive coach, did an excellent job with that defensive side of the ball. I think the Bengals on paper have all the ingredients to repeat. How about you, Jeff? Yeah, I was struggling with the Bengals, and I know you can never count out the Ravens, right? They're just so good. They're well-coached. Uh, their personnel is always really there. Um, but I just have a feeling that the quarterback position, even though I think Jackson is still really good, but I think that the Bengals are, are just a better team. So I will pick the Bengals there, too. I had the Ravens written down, Jeff. <laughs> I did. Yeah. But I wonder if the injury bug is starting to catch up to Lamar Jackson with all the running he does. And uh -huh. I wonder if he can stay healthy. And frankly, I just have a lot of questions about their receiving position there. I do. Um, if the Bengals stood pat and didn't improve a lot, I would go Baltimore here. But I think the Bengals really did improve their offensive line a lot. They added a bunch of guys uh, in free agency to help them. And I think that's going to really help their team a lot. So as much as I... Now, you know what? I'm going to stick with my original instinct. There's always one team every year that goes worst to first in the division. You know who finished in last place in the AFC North last year? The Baltimore Ravens. Mm -hmm. So they will be my worst to first prediction this year in the AFC. So I'm going to go Baltimore. Yeah, and, and I could understand that, John, and I kind of waffled on this one more than any of the other divisions. No, this might be the toughest one. I think so. And, it, and it's only a two-team race to me. Honestly, I don't see the other two teams having right. having a real shot at this. Uh, it really went against my grain to go with the Bengals because I do believe that that offensive line was just absolutely horrific. And for them to catch lightning in a bottle and get as far as they got with an offensive line that was as porous as it was, uh, wow, just wow. So um, they must have a couple of lucky rabbit's foot in the back of their, their shorts. Uh, I, I'll go with the Bengals. I think that Burrow is that good, that quickly, that he always gives them a chance. So I'll go with the Bengals because I certainly like him a hell of a lot more than I like Lamar Jackson. Okay, that's the AFC North. So we got three Bengals and one Ravens, though I think the Bengals are pretty good. So let's go AFC South. I think this is a tough one, too. I think there are two teams that you're really considering for this, unless some, someone here is really excited about Jacksonville. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to lean. No, I think Jacksonville's going to be better yeah, this year. They'll be better. Team, they'll be yeah. better. I don't think they're going to challenge for the division, though. So I think this will come down to the Colts and Tennessee. Yeah. And I just don't know how much Matt Ryan has left in the tank. I don't. Got a good running and game. I, they have a good running game. Their offensive line, I think, is taking a little bit of a step back. Good defense. It's okay defense. I like Tennessee's defense better. So I'm going to go Titans for the AFC South. Now, Derrick Henry, if he can't stay healthy, that changes the equation here. But I also like Mike Vrabel as a head coach. I think he's a very good coach. So I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans here in the AFC South. How about you, Jeff? Yeah, obviously, I think this is another two-team race. Um Mm -hmm. I'm interested. I'm picking the Colts, but I'm just interested to see if the quarterback position, if something happens there in Tennessee, maybe in the middle of the season. Um, but you think that soon, huh? I just, I know, you know, I know it's preseason, and you, you can't put a lot into it. But you know, as we saw Malik go through this draft process and all the things that people said about him, and then he gets on the field, and I, I just have a feeling that down the line, I, I don't know how they're going to keep this kid off the field. He's so much. To me, so much better than Tannehill, who's a turnover machine. You know, so we'll see. 
Yeah, I'm going to go uh, uh, Colts as well. Uh, see, I do think that Matt Ryan still has some gas to go. In that system. I, I, I really do. I mean, look, to be honest, all right, Carson Wentz with all the problems that he has, uh, we talked to the Colts guy during the course of the last month or so on this program. And, you know, all right, Wentz didn't necessarily do it in some of the biggest spots for the Colts, but on the whole, he actually played pretty well and put up some very solid numbers. Well, if he could do that, and they could make him look functional. Imagine what they could do with Matt Ryan, who I think is a far superior quarterback, even at this advanced age. So I will go with the Colts to to steal the division from the Titans this year. Yeah, I'm with Indy too. I think the Colts were right on the brink last year. I think people make a big deal over the fact that they struggled in the last two games, whereas, as Paul mentioned, overall – start to finish, and they got off to a slow start. They were really a very consistent group. I actually think the big difference is the Colts' defense. I love this defense. They added Yannick Ngakwe, who they acquired from the Raiders. Gus Bradley is the defensive coordinator. He was his D.C. with Las Vegas. In the secondary, you added Stephon Gilmore. If he's healthy, he's obviously a difference maker. Kenny Moore is one of the best nickel corners in the NFL, and you still have the artist formerly known as Darius Leonard, who now goes by Shaq, and in the middle of the defense, you got playmakers everywhere. So Indy's going to cause some trouble on the defensive side of the ball. They did that last year. Last year, they were a top-10 unit, and they were right behind Dallas in takeaways. I think the Colts are far more balanced than Tennessee, which I think will allow them to hold up. So I like the Colts winning the division this year. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. I think it's a two-team race. The other really tough division, folks, is the AFC West. I mean, they have four excellent teams in this division. Who do you think is going to win it? I'll go first here. I'm going to I'm going to take the bait here, as I love to do, and I'm going to go with the Chargers. I love what they did in the offseason. They added some really good players to that team. Um, they added uh, uh, the edge rusher. Who they add, Lance? Help me out here, real Khalil quick. Mack. That was Khalil Mack. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, he's excellent. Obviously, you put him with who they already have on defense with Joey Bosa, Derwin James. Uh, you have other good players on that defense as well on offense. I mean, Justin Herbert, those receivers, uh, Rashawn Slater. Just okay. go down the list. They're good. They're good. And I know the Chargers have been snake bit, and they always figure out a way to lose games, and they mess it up, and they always shoot themselves in the foot. It's happened since Phillip Rivers got there. They always figure out a way to screw it up. But I'll take the bait, and I'm going to go with the Chargers. How about you, Lance? This is a tough one. I actually think this is tougher than the AFC North, which we were talking about earlier, because you really can make a case for all four of these teams. Every team loves their quarterback situation. Defense is probably going to be a huge factor, but I think much is made out about Kansas City losing Tyreek Hill. I think the Chiefs are going to be fine. Green Bay and the Chiefs, to me, are very similar. You got Aaron Rodgers. You got Patrick Mahomes still at the controls. I think they're going to be more dangerous because now you can't account for one guy in Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams, respectively. You have to now account for a bunch of guys in which they can pick a different receiver every game. I love Andy Reid as a play caller with Eric Bieniemy. They've got a great track record. So I think the Chiefs are still going to win the division, but I'm expecting three teams from this division to make the playoffs. Okay. So Kansas we will City, be wild I think, cards in a moment. yeah, Kansas City will hold off, and there's going to be a lot of presence from that division when it comes to the playoff time. Jeff, yeah, I'm I'm with you. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm with you. I am. I love the Chargers. I think that they're they're primed for an outstanding year. 
Um, I am really big on Justin Herbert. I think that he is come. He's going to be a great one. Um, and I think again, I think this is a tough one. There'll be more than obviously one coming out of here making the playoffs. But I, I'm going to go with the Chargers. That defense to me is going to be really good. Um, and then the receivers that the Chargers have are insane too. So they're well balanced. I mean, when you look at top to top to bottom, that's a consistent football team that's going to compete. Go far, Paul. I hope Spags can forgive me. But I'm going to take the Chargers to beat the Chiefs for the division by one game. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I and I hate to do that. I'm sure he's listening. So it kills me. It kills me. But I'm the Chiefs will make a wild a card. But it's going to be the Chargers division. I'm with you, John. I'm I'm, I'm nibbling it at, at at the top of that pizza. There's just too much cheese on top of that pizza <laughs> with some of the guys that the Chargers uh, have have to put yeah, on the. Can field. they stay healthy? I think that's the big yeah, question. Yeah, no, sure. Question. Right, right, never so Paul, you mentioned the Chiefs are one of your wild card teams. Who are your yeah, other two? Yeah, I've got the Ravens. We talked about them earlier mm-hmm. as being a very close second to the Bengals and I, I can't I can't buy all the crap that's coming out of New England about their offense falling apart. I can't. You're going Patriots, huh? I will go Patriots as the other wild card. Interesting. Okay. Jeff, how about we go to you? Uh, I think that because obviously I think the Chiefs um, are going to be there and also the AFC North. Um, I'm going to put the Ravens in there as the other wildcard team. Oh, we have three now, so can you give me a third um, Oh, that's right. forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still stuck in the 90s I and know, 80s. I know. <laughs> and I thought I was old. Uh, uh, well, you're only a couple of years older than me, Paul. So um, I'm going to go – let's see if I can go with another one. What did I say? I said, you, the, said the, you said the Ravens and the Chiefs. You could do Colts. You could do. Uh, no, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to throw one just out of out of left field. Okay, I'm going to say the Broncos are going to make it somehow oh, in there. With, I don't think that's out of left field at all, Jeff. With uh, I think with, that's center field with Wilson. Yeah, center fielder. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to put the Broncos. All right. Well, here's my big bold prediction. I suppose I have the Chiefs missing the playoffs. Oh, I, okay. Now Spags is going to be really mad. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> that's absolutely correct. Yeah. He's going to forget about you. He's going to come after me. That's it. Um, I have the Bengals, since I have the Baltimore winning the division, right? Yeah. I have the Bengals as my top wild card going in. Like Jeff, I like the Denver Broncos. Hmm. I think they have a very good defense. I want to see how they play without Fangio there. But they got a good talent on that side of the ball. Uh, they have good talent in the secondary. Russell Wilson behind a good offensive line. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. I think they have a better offensive line he's ever played behind. And Russell Wilson. So I'm going to go Denver. And then this is my big upset. I'm going to go Miami. I think Miami makes it as the third wild card team. I think, and here's why. The Chiefs are a better team. But the AFC West is a tougher division. Yeah, that's So true. I think Miami can pick up a couple wins against the Jets. They could pick up a win against the, the, the Patriots. I think Tua in that system, it'll work. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell are fantastic. Mike Gesicki is good. I think Chase Edmonds, for your fantasy football players out there, draft Chase Edmonds this year. He's going to have a Fordham guy, right, Paulie? Chase yeah, Edmonds? He He's going to he have is. a monster year. And they have good talent on defense. They have good talent on defense. So that is my, that, that is my surprise pick, is the Dolphins as my third See, wild card team. I can't buy Tua. I just can't. But they, always, they beat the Patriots that, all the time. I think in that offensive system, I think he'll be okay. Lance, how about you? 
Miami is intriguing. I went back and forth. What fears me about Miami is the fact that the team that usually makes the biggest moves in the offseason very rarely translates that to the field immediately. Sometimes it takes a year or two, but I really like Mike McDaniel, what he's bringing over from San Francisco, and they won games with their defense and their special teams last year, so if they can upgrade their offense, I like their chances being in the hunt, but I think they're just going to miss out. I have three teams from the AFC West. I love the Broncos, and I love the Broncos not necessarily because of Russ and all the other things that was thrown out. I love their rushing attack. Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, I think Russ is going to have exactly what he had in Seattle, and he's not going to have to all of a sudden pass 40-some-odd times a game because they're going to be extremely balanced. Plus, Nathaniel Hackett, their head coach, comes over from Green Bay where he had Aaron Jones and he had A.J. Dillon. So he could duplicate that as well. And remember, you only play six of your 17 games in the division. So everybody talks about, all oh, these teams are going to beat each other up. Well, 11 games are outside of the division. More than enough of an ample time to do damage outside of the division, get three teams in. I love the Chargers. I'm just, once again, I'm trying to protect myself from the injury bug because the guy who has the voodoo doll for the Chargers has yet to put it down. So (laughs) until that happens, I cautiously put them in the playoffs. And then I think the Ravens will be the other wild card when it's all said and done because, once again, they got a good track record. You brought up the receiving core, John. Yeah, I'm a bit skeptical, but remember, when Lamar won MVP, he didn't have a lot of great wide receivers. You could argue Mark Andrews was probably his best guy. He's done it before with limited resources, and he doesn't have Hollywood Brown anymore, but I just think Baltimore is going to get their act together. They'll keep their head above water, so I have the Ravens as the third So you had the Ravens, the Chargers, and who was your first one? And the Broncos. The Broncos. Those are the three. Okay, perfect. All right. Uh, AFC Championship game matchup. Jeff, who do you have in the AFC title game? Buffalo and Chargers. Buffalo and the Chargers. I like that. I mean, we might actually have the same thing there. How about you, Lance? That'd be a great game. I'll go with the Indianapolis Colts Ooh, against the spicy Buffalo Bills. Very good. I like that. All right. You know, I'm with Jeff. If I'm going to go on on the Chargers to win the <laughs> division, that means they should be healthy enough to get to the AFC title game. So I'm with Jeff. I can't believe this. I'm going to go Buffalo and the Chargers <laughs> as well. That's a good picture. How about you, Paul? I know. Yeah, I, I, I'd be in the same, though. I got the Bills beating the Chargers in the AFC Championship game. Okay, well, we could talk about when we when, when we do our Super Bowl matchup. But okay. wow, so three of us have caught that. We you know, you, you want to talk about the voodoo doll for the LA Chargers? Oh, they're well, doomed. There it is. They're we're just we just <laughs> stuck yeah. the pin. It's in over. It. You guys are jumping on the bandwagon. Oh, let let them know they're done. Oh jeez. All right, let's pick up the pace here, guys. Let's go to the NFC. We'll do the NFC East last. Let's go NFC North first. Let's keep it really simple and fast here. Anybody have someone that's not the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> no, I didn't think so. Perfect. <laughs> NFC South. Anybody have anyone that's not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I do. Ooh, you're going Saints? I think the Saints are going to win the division. Make your case. Well, Jameis looked good in the first seven games, and now he's healthy. Guy had 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. He has a better receiving core. Chris Olave they drafted. Michael Thomas is healthy, and they brought in Jarvis Landry. Kamara, it doesn't look like he's going to be suspended for his off-the-field incident. So he would be a reliable option. And Dennis Allen is still the head coach running the defense. And Pete Carmichael, who worked under Sean Payton all these years, is the offensive coordinator. Continuity is a huge benefit for this New Orleans team. They've also had Brady's number. Tom has yet to beat them and solve that defense in four regular season matchups. So I like New Orleans. I think Tampa Bay is going to be in the playoffs. But let's say the Bucks are getting up there in age. The Bucks are a little bit top-heavy. They get a few injuries here or there. Could come back to bite them. I like the Saints winning the division. Right. Very strong on that. No, I like that. I like that, Lance. That's that's a good pick. All right, NFC West. Anyone have someone that's not the Rams? I'll take that as a no. I love the silence. 
All right, let's go <laughs> NFC East now. Does anyone have someone that's not the Philadelphia Eagles? I do think the Cowboys are going to win the division. Ooh, okay, and make your case, I'm Lance. going back and forth. I, this is very difficult for me because, once again, Dak is the better quarterback. And as much as I like the balance of the Eagles— Yeah, because you, you are all Jaylen, about depth. No one likes depth more than yeah, Lance Meadows. Well, You're all I mean, about it's, the depth. It's proven to be the one case that will always come back to bite you if you don't have enough of it. We've seen it way too often. My issue with Philadelphia is if the Eagles have games on the line, can Jalen put them over the top? We have yet to see that. So, Dak, I know what I'm getting out of the quarterback. I don't know yet where I'm at with Jalen Hurts. And quarterbacks, when it comes to close games and divisions that are tight, usually are the deciding factors. And I'm much higher on the Cowboys' defense than their offense, meaning I think their yeah, so defense— So am I. I'm with you on that. I think their defense will make up for some of their struggles on offense. And I think the offensive line, the receiving core, remains a questionable entity. But I think their defense can keep them in games and win them some of those low-scoring affairs, so that should balance out. And I like Dallas in a very tight race with Philadelphia. All right, uh, let's go to our wild-card teams. I'll go first here. If you guys don't mind. Well, can can um, I make one comment about this? Yes, please. Go ahead. John, uh, there's not a single NFC team that would make the wild card in the AFC. You not, mean, you mean uh, do you think one of the division winners could be a wild card I, in the AFC? I, what, I'm, what I'm saying to you is that— None of the, the NFC wild card teams would be wild card teams correct. in the AFC. Yes, I agree I think that. there is such a disparity in the two conferences. I would love to say to you right now, let's not even have wild cards and just play four <laughs> division winners and no, let them go yeah. to the next round. Look, the AFC— That's right, what I think about the this, AFC this conference. The AFC right now is a much better conference. I don't think there's any doubt. There's no question. And I, I, totally and I hate seeing any, any more than four teams in the NFC even make a playoff spot because I don't think they deserve it. You say that now until the Giants are in it in early December, and then you, Wait, and then you, you are going to have You don't deserve it if you get the record that allows you to go into the playoffs, Paul? What are they doing? They're cheating to get into uh, let, the postseason? Let me rephrase the word deserve. <laughs> let me just say I just don't think there's a worthy team at the moment. Okay. All right, for my wildcard teams, Lance, my first wildcard team are the Saints. I do think they are probably the next best team in the conference. I think they're a very well-rounded team. If there's one team I thought had a chance to get into the playoffs in the AFC— I think it would be the Saints, but Jameis, <laughs> exactly. You, you just don't know. Michael Thomas's health, you don't know about that, too. I think Chris Olave is going to have a monster year. That's foreshadowing of a later thing. I'll ask you guys. Number two, even though we don't know about Trey Lance, I'm still going to go with the 49ers. I just think Kyle Shanahan knows how to coach wins out of that team. I think he's a really good coach. I think they have a really good defense. So I'm going to go Niners number two. And then for the third wild card, I struggled with this. I was down to the Vikings and the Cowboys. And I just know less about the Vikings because of their new coach and everything. And I don't have a great feel for how they're going to operate. Dalvin Cook's health is also always a question mark. So I decided to go with Dallas with my third wild card team over the Vikings. But that was a close one for me. Paul, how about you? Yeah, again, reluctantly, in my order of wild cards, I had the Saints by default. I just couldn't even imagine anybody else, and I just don't like Winston at all. But I'll still go Saints, and then I had Vikings and Cowboys as huh? my other wild card right. teams. So we, so, so we were right in the same mix there. Yeah. I mean, there's just not a lot to pick from. Lance, how about you? I think Tampa Bay will be in as a wild card. Hard to go against Brady and company. They also benefit from continuity with Todd Bowles taking over for Bruce Arians. Byron Leftwich is still there. 
Then I like the Eagles getting in as a wild card, as well as the Minnesota Vikings. I think Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins back together is going to help a lot. And they've got the receiving core to mimic the Rams a bit with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. And the million-dollar question for Minnesota is Ed Donatel, their new defensive coordinator, comes over Denver, what he could do with a defense that could not stop a nosebleed last season. <laughs> they could no, not right. stop the run. They could not stop themselves in practice. I like Donatel's track record. What worries me is they are flipping the complete scheme, but I think he's got enough guys there to keep them once again steady. So I'll go with the Vikings as the third wild card team. Mm. All right. So, Jeff, how about you? Yeah, I, I'm going to start at the bottom. I like the Vikings. I think their offense uh, with a new coach, Ooh, they have a steady three quarterback. Vikings. But, All no, right. Um, and then I'm going to I'm going to go with New Orleans. So they got a legitimate defense uh, like like um, Lance had mentioned continuity with that coaching system I think I know Jameis Winston I I, I kind of like him I, I think that he's he's maturing I think he's learning the game he's understanding the game and I think that he's got some players coming back so I like New Orleans and this one's going to throw you guys I think this team is good enough to win nine games which will put him into a playoff position in a wild card the Lions I'm going to go <laughs> yeah the Lions I'm going to go with the Cardinals You know what it's funny if you didn't pick them Jeff I was going my 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 follow up question for this segment was be how heavily did anyone think about putting the Cardinals and, in so and I have case. the Cardinals and the I'm not uh, 49ers that ship sailed for me uh the Cowboys and the Cardinals were the two that I had to put together I just worry about the Cowboys if that thing starts going downhill uh, McCarthy, the team. I just don't, you know, how that what things happen down there. Yeah, and so I'm going to go with the Cardinals. The only thing I'll say, Jeff, it's going to be hard for the Cowboys to crash and burn in the NFC East. Every but team they have in this 11 division, games outside of them. I, I know, but every team in this division probably is going to be in wow. some kind of playoff race through Thanksgiving. And Jeff, much like the Giants, they get to play the NFC North and the AFC right. South. Sure. Those are not. Right. Yeah. Those and again, I was I had divisions. the Cowboys and the and the Cardinals. There was my two, no, but I just have a, I just went with the the team that I played for once <laughs> upon a time. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm glad you remember, Jeff. All right, yeah, so I Jeff, do remember. I'm going to go my... right to you. And NFC title game then. Who do you got in the NFC title game? I have the Packers and I have this is one this Okay, you ready for this? Uh Tampa Bay. <laughs> okay. That's not a big surprise. Lance, yeah, yeah. how about you? Man, this is tough because I agree with Paul where I think it's a very open field. I don't think there's necessarily a juggernaut and even the Rams, you know, let's see if they mm -hmm. hold up durability-wise. But I'll go with Green Bay against New Orleans. Oh, in that's, the what, NFC oh, Championship. You that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I got Green Bay beating uh, L.A. All right, I'm I'm, I'm going to switch mine up now. So you have Green Bay beating LA, Paul. Yeah. Let me. I'm just writing these down quickly here. This is Green Bay versus LA. All right, I was going to do New Orleans Green Bay, but now I don't well, want to. You can repeat I, it. I don't it's copy not it. a crime. Eh, no, I know. All right, I'll stick with it. That was my gut instinct. You know what? I'm going to really annoy people. I'm going to go New Orleans Philadelphia. I'm going to go New Orleans Philadelphia. Whoa. Why not? I think the Eagles have a good roster. This is not bold predictions, you know. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think, look, I, I've said it before. I think Philly might have the best roster in the league. I think they're that good. All right, now Super Bowl matchup, Paul. You already kind of uh, foreshadowed yours. So you have what? Buffalo I got the Bills beating the Packers. Buffalo over Green Bay. Okay. How about you, Jeff? I got the Chargers. Woo! I told you, I'm in on the Chargers. I got the Chargers beating Tampa Bay. Okay. Mr. Meadow. 
I have the Indianapolis Colts over the I'll go Green Bay Packers. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Matt Ryan's loving that pick. Well, I just I like the balance of that Colts team. And Mr. Schmelk. Mike Reich's a good coach. I'm gonna go. Hmm. Good question. I feel bad. John's been adding, adding up all these I totals. I know. I can't think. It's very difficult for him to do five things at once. This is crazy. Um, think about quarterbacks. That's all you got to think about. I have the Bills winning it all, so that's easy. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out who they beat. <laughs> well, you I, have the Eagles. Yeah, the I don't NFC know. Championship game. Here's the thing. I don't know if I feel good about the Saints making the Super Bowl right after they lose Sean Payton. I just don't know if I, in like the way the universe works, I don't know if I really see that happening. And I don't think Philly's good enough to make the Super Bowl. But I don't want to put Tampa in there. You know what? The conference is wide open, John. Is anybody really not good enough to make no. it? No. And you know what? I, I'm Lance, I'm going to stick with my original thing. I'm going to copy you. I'm going to go New Orleans Green Bay, and I'll go Buffalo over the Packers in the Super Bowl. So I'll be the same as Lance in the title game. I'll be the same as Paul in the Super Bowl. So That's I'll go, because I think Green Bay's defense is awesome. I think their defense is going to get them good there. last year, yeah. Not necessarily their offense, to be honest with you. So, okay. And I've tallied, by the way. So all of us, except for Jeff, had the Eagles with the most points in the NFC East. Lance had him at the highest at 39. I had him at 35 points. Jeff at 33. Paul at 32. Jeff had the Cowboys with one more point than the Eagles with 34 points. Lance had the Cowboys at 35 points. I had the Cowboys at 31 points. Paul had the Cowboys at 30 points. All of us had the Giants second, except for Paul, who had the, all of us had the Giants third, except for Paul, who had the Giants second with 31 points versus the Cowboys 30. I had the Giants at 26 points. Fegels at 21 points. Lance at 20 points. Oh, I take it back, actually. Fegels had Washington with 22 points, one point more than the Giants. Wow. I had the Washington at 18 points, Lance at 16 points, and Detino at 17 points. So we had one different with first to second and one different with third to fourth in terms of how we kind of spread that out. But everyone had, except for Paul. Paul had the Giants at two. But most of us had Philly, Dallas, and then Washington Giants in terms of one, two, three, four. I think four, the receiver thing order. really threw that one out of whack. No, I, I absolutely <laughs> did, yes, 100%. All right, so now we're going to do some awards quickly, okay? We're Prove us some... wrong, Giants. Prove us wrong, please. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, I'll start. So why don't we start with MVP, Jeff? Who do you okay. got? Well, uh, listen, you, I told you how I love the Chargers. So you know who I'm going with with the MVP of okay. the league. It's going to be Justin. Um Offensive player of the year. I okay. Go okay, ahead. go ahead. No, you no, want me to no, just no, stick no, there? Go ahead. No, that's fine. Go okay. Offensive player, offensive player of the year. I have Taylor again. I, I okay. The guy. I mean, Matt Ryan Jonathan is going to hand Colts that running back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor. Excuse me. He he's going to hand that ball off. It's going to be great. He's going to be do well. Um, defensive player. And I told you earlier. No, no, about, no hold on, Jeff. I, I, oh. I, I yeah. I don't want to go too far ahead. Oh, so, I'm sorry. So I thought okay. you were doing all three. Okay. No, no. We'll, we'll go faster. So I'm going to go MVP Josh Allen because I think the Bills are the best team. All okay. right, so that's mm. Paul. So I'm yep. going to go Herbert Jeff is my offensive player. And of the that's year. where I'm going to. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. So we're all on pace with that. Uh, Lance, who do you have MVP offensive player of the year? I think Russell Wilson will be the MVP. Ooh, I think I like it. his arrival in Denver really changes the dynamics there. Remember, you're going to be comparing it to what you've seen in Denver the previous years, which is going to make Russell Wilson look 10 times better. <laughs> MVP-ish. So, yeah, I think that's what's really going to help his case. And, I like oh, Justin man. Herbert also as the offensive player of the year. I wow, think year three, man. huge mm-hmm. campaign for him. All right, very good. 
All right, that puts us all kind of on the same page. All right, let's go defensive player of the year. Jeff, you're all pumped up, so why don't you go first? Uh, he's in our division. Unfortunately, he's not in on our team. <laughs> Jordan uh, Davis. No, I have uh, Micah Parsons. <laughs> uh, and I will actually, I agree. I think Dan Quinn has been in the lab for eight months trying to figure out how to use that kid. And I think he's going to be an absolute terror. So I'm with Jeff. I'm going to go Micah Parsons, defensive mm. player of the year. How about you, Lance? Yeah, I think Parsons is a very strong candidate. I mean, if that's what he did as a rookie, now Dan Quinn has an entire offseason to digest that and some newer weapons within that defense. I certainly like Parsons' chances of making even more of an impact, not just on Dallas, but the rest of the league. And frankly, I think people are just tired of voting for Aaron Donald, so they're going to try to find someone new to vote for because Aaron Donald, rightfully mm-hmm. so, by the way, has won every year. So I think that's part of it, too. Paul, who do you got Defensive Player of the Year? I'm going Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa. Okay. Yeah. If he can I stay mean, healthy, injuries have been a problem for him, and too. And they have been. But, you know, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, this this Herbert with the offensive, and I'm going to go Bosa deep. Okay. I think that's fine. All right. Let's go um, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Do you want me to go first here? Sure. I'm going to go Chris Olave. I mentioned him earlier. He's not my favorite receiver in the class. In fact, I was relatively down on him compared to the other receivers. I had him in like fifth or sixth on the list, but I love the situation, right? I think he's their speed guy. He's their guy that they'll use as a big play guy. I don't know about Michael Thomas's health, so I could see him getting a ton of targets in New Orleans as well. I think the running backs all are going to split time. Brees Hall with Michael Carter. Um, and the Seahawks are going to have a, a timeshare as well. So I think it's got to be a receiver because I don't think the quarterbacks are going to do it. Maybe Kenny Pickett, but I don't think he'll be good enough even if he starts. So I'm going to go Chris Olave because of the situation he's in in New Orleans, and he's a very polished wide receiver. So I'm going Olave. How about you, Lance? Olave was a guy that I heavily considered. The other guy that intrigues me, assuming he's healthy because he's had hernia surgeries, I like Kenneth Walker in Seattle. I think they're going to profile him as the main running back and you know Pete Carroll loves to run the football it's a little bit concerning about their quarterback situation but that's more of a reason why I think they're going to lean heavily on the run so is a little bit out there selection no, I'll go with I Kenneth like that. Walker that's a good pick mm. how about you Feeks well here's I, I'm this is I'm going to go with this because I think it's going to happen up in Pittsburgh okay mm-hmm. um I'm going to make the change I really like Kenny Pickett but I'll tell you who I really, really like. George Pickens. Oh, my God. That's my guy. All right, George Pickens. Nice. Put him, put him down for me, too. But here, And I'm going to put Pickens down because he's going to start, right? I don't know if Kenny right. Pickett's going to start yet. So I think Pickens is Regardless really of who's starting, he's getting the football. A, that is a really good pick, guys. So I'm going to go He's already had a good summer. I he's could, already yeah, showing it. I could see him being over Olave. I think that's a I think that's, that's my guy. I think, that's a, I think those, that's a really good pick, guys. Really good job. Paul, how about defensive rookie of the year for you? Well, you know. Oh, I know who you want to pick. Just pick him. Yeah, put Tibbs down. <laughs> just put him down. And by the way, that's who I'm picking too. I just think the scheme will help him. The injury makes me a little bit nervous, but I think it'll be I think it'll be Kayvon Thibodeau as well. Lance, how about you? I'm going with the other team that calls MetLife Stadium home. I think Jermaine Johnson Ooh. is going to be the defensive rookie of the year. I think he's the steal of the first round, and I think the Jets are going to unleash him. And he will have a very strong first year in the NFL. I had Aiden Hunches to run down, by the way, and then I decided that was boring. Did you? So I went with Thibodeau instead. Who do you want to go with, Jeff? I'm, I'm going to go with Trayvon Walker. Ooh, okay. I like that, too. So, 
if they believe that who he is and where they picked him, then That's he needs to be. as big a gamble as the Jaguars <laughs> just took. You know that. <laughs> I, I understand. But, I mean, listen, they, they, they took him number one. He's got to be the guy, right? So there you go. All right, so we got two more very quickly here. Coach of the year, I'm going to go Sean McDermott. I just think the Eagles are good. The Bills, rather, yeah. are going to be the best team in the league. So I think that's a easy yeah, The pick. only thing that could sidetrack him, John, is because, you know, uh, people will say, well, they're expected to win. You know, what did he do to get them yeah, there? But when he, yeah, but when they go 15-2, and two, I think that'll be good I, I know. I'm going to go there, too, because I think by default I've got to go there. Yeah. But, but to Lance's point, uh, if the Saints should, should oh, yeah, be a playoff a team mm-hmm. – It'd be hard not to go there, too. Yeah. How about you, Lance? Who do you got? There's a lot of good candidates for this. I mean, I'm very interested in picking Doug Peterson. I think the Jaguars are going to be improved. The problem is they're not going to give it, though, to a coach whose Mm -hmm. team doesn't make the playoffs. Okay. So that's why. But Doug Peterson's my true vote. If it goes to a team that you actually watch from one year to another, make significant strides regardless of record, Peterson deserves the award. He's not going to win it because I think the Jaguars are going to miss the playoffs. So I'll go with Nathaniel Hackett and what he's going to do in Denver. Okay, that's a good one. And how about you, Jeff? This one is going to surprise every one of you guys, but I I, I feel like this guy, what he did last year uh, was in a rebuild. I think he's going to do really good this year. I'm going to go Nick Serrani. Serrani. Nick Serrani. No, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I just I feel Ooh. like they got something going down there. <laughs> Unfortunately, Jeff, I, 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 honestly, I honestly thought you were going to take the uh, Chargers head coach. I was going to, but I Staley. think it was. I mean, I got too much Chargers on my my sheet of paper here. It's Chargers <laughs> yeah. everywhere, so I had to go differently. All right, then this is this is the last player one we have, and then I have one more thing. Then we'll say goodbye. Comeback player of the year. Oh, that that's. I'm going to go Russell Wilson because he missed a lot of last year with the injury. Do you think he would qualify for that award or not? Really. Down year, injured last year. I don't, he, did he, he didn't miss that much I with know. the finger. I don't, I don't know if so, people are going to give him. You don't think he would qualify yeah, there? Yeah, a lot, a lot of people are going to say that that doesn't put him in the equation. Okay, so come back to me, Paul. Who do you got comeback player of the year? Uh, it's got to be somebody who's, uh, wow. Yeah, John. Come on, pick him, Paul. You know, pick him. I'll Stay pick him house. if you want to wait. You know you want to pick him. Why? But, no, but Barkley played yeah, a Barkley bunch of games. That's not the guy that I'm year. thinking about. Oh. Uh b- b- oh, Shep? No, Martinez. You guys are making it much more complicated. Yeah, I'll, it would I'll, be Daniel I'll, Jones. I'll Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nah, I'll, 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 games, I'm going to well, take Blake I mean, Martinez. You know. Blake Martinez. Okay, and you know what? I, I just came up with an idea. I'm going to go J.K. Dobbins with the Ravens. I think mm-hmm. once he's yeah. healthy and ready to go, I think he's going to have a big year. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to go J.K. Dobbins. Lance, who do you got? I have two guys. One guy I think is in the Russell Wilson category. So I won't pick him, but he'll deserve it. Is Baker Mayfield? Oh, because that's a good he one. He played, but he played hurt last no, year. You know what? So that's I the think, problem. I think voters I, will consider Baker. I don't see. I don't. I don't know. I don't I'm skeptical. So no? I don't think they will because Too many he didn't snaps. miss. Yeah, he played overwhelming amount of snaps. But, but he deserves it. I think he will bounce back immensely. He's just not going to get enough okay, votes. Fair enough. So the next guy, then I'm going to go with Jameis Winston. I like I that. He pick definitely. Applies. That's a good one. That oh, that's a, good a really good pick, Lance. I, yeah. I actually, I actually, from from I actually think the Mayfield pick is better. But you're right. People might not. If I were well, worse, I would want to change twice. to Winston I have no now because that's that. such a good pick. Yeah. Even though I don't like Winston, but I'm okay. going to stick with Blake. No, you can switch to Winston. I'm going to stick with Blake because again, he barely played, and and so the fact if Blake Martinez gets even 90 tackles, it's a great comeback for him. All right, Jeff. Okay, I need some clarification. Um, would Derrick Henry be in this yeah. category? Yeah, I Absolutely. think so. I would, he I he missed almost Derek half Henry. the year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I like him. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like him a lot. I think Tennessee uh, likes him too. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with him. Yeah, Derrick Henry. All right, and now this is a wild card. I did not tell any guys about this, so this is this is out of left field. Because we always, because Christian McCaffrey is another one that we didn't. That's another good one too. too. Yeah, yeah I, I th- I'm shocked nobody picked him. Wow, yeah, right. you're right. So here, here, here's the fun question. Do you want to switch to Christian McCaffrey? No, no, no I okay. should stick with what I said. All right. So since we do a ton of draft work here, guys, and we have a lot of fun with it, which team will have the first pick in the 2023 NFL draft? Anyone can jump in. So worst record in football. Who's Chicago it going to be? Chicago Bears. I have two teams I'm deciding between. The wow. Bears are one of them. So Lance will go with the Bears. And you know what? Uh, I will agree. I'm going to go with the Bears, too, on this one. Jeff, mm. Paul, jump in whenever you have somebody. Worst uh, team in football this year. I haven't looked at the schedules to... No, I, I didn't look at the schedules. And that's, that's got to be part of I'm it. I'm just going on talent. Well, you know those Week 14 matchups. We have a good idea of what teams <laughs> are going to look like, Paul. So please get back to us on that. Uh, I'll tell you who I'm going to go with. Who? I'm going to go with the Houston Texans. Okay. Yeah, I think the, I think the Texans are dreadful. Anybody considering the Seahawks? Yeah, they're, they're Seahawks close. Seahawks are dreadful, too. <laughs> the Seahawks, Texans, and Bears are my three teams that I was going back and forth on. And I think the Texans, I don't know, something about that team, I think they're going to figure out a way to squeeze out a couple To be honest with wins. you, I kind of consider the Falcons, too. Yeah, Fal- Atlanta I deserves the some consideration. I, think, you know. I agree with that. I agree with but that. But Atlanta's got a lot of talent around Mariota, so maybe that helps them. I'm with you, though. I think those, and I think Arthur Smith is a pretty good coordinator. He'll try to figure out a way to score some points. I'll go, I'll go Seattle. you go Seattle. I think those are the four teams, though. I think it's Atlanta, Seattle, Houston, Chicago. I think those are the four teams that we'll talk about. Do you think that Detroit will be proved to enough that I they're do. not that I right, think so. them and the Jets yeah. will kind of be on that okay. next group up. Right. Like, they'll win, yeah. like, five or six. They won't be six. that bad. Gotcha. And, you know, yeah. but they won't win three or four. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think the Lions' offense is going to be very good this year. I think they'll be pretty good, too. I think the defense is their biggest issue. I but the offense, I like. I really like the offense. And, and I will give you a category you didn't even mention. Team most improved. I do think that the Lions and the Giants are going to be two of your most improved teams. And I think Jacksonville will be in that mix, too. Jacksonville could be as well. I think I like that. I like that. All right, guys, that was fun. Hope everybody out there enjoyed it, too. We went a little bit long, but we got all our predictions in, which is great. Thank you for being with us. I have it all in the Google Doc, by the way. So this is all recorded. (laughs) It's all there. I've been writing all this down. What a pain in my butt. Thank you, John. As we go. No problem. We have all our over-unders and predictions. Jeff, you got to send in your defensive over-unders and and predictions for me on that email I sent the other day. So make sure you get to that. I know you are unconscious with your mouth surgery yesterday. You sound great, by the way. I'm, I'm happy you're doing well. Thank you. And then everybody... Oh, I forgot. And I'll say this on Thursday's show, too, which we haven't recorded yet. Uh, regular season, 1230 to 130, Monday through Friday. That's going to be the time of the show. I won't give you who's the host is every day because I'm sure it's going to change and I'm going to forget and Lance will make fun of me. So that's what we're going to be. Tuesday, it will be 12.30 to 1.30 every day during the season live on Big Blue Kickoff Live. So make sure you stay tuned to that. Have a great Labor Day weekend. We'll be back on Monday and Labor on Labor Day with another Big Blue Kickoff Live. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.
Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.